You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Uh, Welcome to the How to Win podcast. I'm Mike Moore. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. We're going to begin a new year. I want you to listen. I want you to share the lesson with someone else, and I believe it's going to be a blessing. Now, we're in the midst of a pandemic, and it's been nearly two years that we've been in this pandemic, and really we've been challenged all over the place financially. There have been challenges and physical challenges, sickness challenges. And right now, when you put, when you turn on the news, you're hearing things like virus. You're hearing the mutations of viruses. We're hearing uh, hospitalizations and, and sickness and disease and death. You know, The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But guess what? Fear comes by hearing, too. So in my quiet time, I felt an unction from the spirit of God. Since the world is talking about sickness, let's talk about sickness but we're going to talk about it from God's vantage point. In fact, we're going to begin a series today entitled Sickness, Whose Report Will You Believe? Sickness, Whose Report Will You Believe? We know that there's a natural side to everything. In other words, Medicine is important. Diet is important. Exercise is important. Uh, Vaccines are important. Mass social distancing. But we're going to be talking about the spiritual side. Faith comes by hearing. What does God's word say about sickness? In fact, that's going to be our specific topic today. What is sickness and who is behind it? What is sickness and who is behind it? Well, number one, the Bible teaches that sickness is a form of death. Sickness is a form of death. The Bible says in Romans 5, 12, in the New Living Translation, it says when Adam sinned, Sin entered into the world, and Adam's sin brought death. Now think about that for a moment. The Bible says that death entered into the world and into mankind uh, experience through Adam's sin. Now, F.F. Bosworth, in his book, Christ the Healer, says that disease is incipient death. Notice that disease is incipient death or the early stages of death. In other words, as soon as disease has advanced beyond the the power of nature to restore it, then all things being equal, that sickness will lead to death unless it's interrupted by the power of God. 
So when we look at Romans 5, 12, we can draw several conclusions about sickness. Since there was no sickness or disease until Adam's sin, then there's a, the sin is the original root cause of sickness. Sin is the original root cause of sickness. I'm not talking about your sin, I'm not, I'm not sin, but I'm talking about Adam's sin. The scripture communicates also that death came into the earth through sin. And the Bible tells us that death is an enemy. It's an enemy of God. It's an enemy of mankind. It's an enemy of God's plan for man. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25 through 26, again in the New Living Translation, it says, for Christ must reign until he humbles all enemies beneath his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed, listen at this, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. So sickness is a form of death. And sickness and disease were never a part of God's plan for man. Never a part of God's plan for man. Sickness and disease is a form of death. Sickness and disease is an enemy of God's plan for your life, God's plan for man. So if sickness and disease has a spiritual root cause, then there must be, along with all the natural things that we do, medicine, diet, exercise, mass, vaccines, social distancing, along with those natural things, and those things are good, but they are not enough. If sickness and disease has a spiritual root, then there must be a spiritual remedy. That's why the Bible says in Psalms 107.20 that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Notice the natural is good. We must do the natural, but we can't stop with the natural. We have to apply God's word. The Bible says that he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. So Christians do everything that we can. You should do everything that you can in the natural, but you cannot stop there. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So what is sickness? Sickness is a form of death. Secondly, sickness is, according to the Bible, sickness is disorder of structure and function in the human body. Sickness and disease is disorder of structure and function of the human body. Now, let's, let's go to the scripture and give you a, a, a biblical proof text for that. 
In Luke chapter 13, verse 10 through 13 in the New Living Translation, it says, one Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. The King James Version says a spirit of infirmity. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she stood up straight and she began to praise God. Now, what is sickness? We're talking about from a biblical standpoint. What is sickness? Well, sickness is a form of death. Secondly, sickness is disorder of structure and function in the human body. And we see it in this uh, illustration. We see a woman bent double. She was bowed over, bent double, and forced to walk bent over. Now, that is her condition is a violation of structure, a violation of function. It's disorder. God did not create her body to function bowed over. He did not create her body to, to, to engage life bent over. So what we have is disorder. We have disorder of the structure of the body because God created the body to stand up straight and it's disorder of function. God intended for her body up straight to walk forward, not bent over. And God created your body to function. He, he structured your body in a certain way to function a certain way. God created the body and, and, and structured it with systems and glands and organs. He gave us organs, heart, liver, lungs, kidneys. He gave us organs to function a certain way. He gave us members, ears, nose, fingers, hand, feet to function a certain way. And if your body, my body, is not functioning and not structured the way God intended it, then that's disorder. It is something that is out of the will of God. Now, listen to me carefully. It was never God's will for this woman to experience life bent over or bowed double. It was never. In fact, she had a covenant relationship with God, a covenant that included healing, yet she functioned in disorder and structure of her body. That tells us something very important. 
that there are factors that can negate covenant. There are factors. You see, you have a covenant. You have, if you're a believer, you have a covenant of healing and health and long life. And that's God's will. God has structured your body to function in a certain way. He has structured your body to function in wholeness. Yet like this woman, there may be factors that's negating your covenant. What are some of those factors? Well, ignorance is a factor. She was a church goer. She was in church when Jesus healed her. So notice she was going to church, had a covenant in church, listening to the word, but yet her ignorance of her covenant was negating her right to be healthy. Unbelief, maybe you, 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 you didn't realize, and maybe you've heard that Jesus bore your, sick, your sins, but you don't believe that God uh, bore your sicknesses. And maybe it's unbelief that's negating your covenant. But for many Christians, many Christians, and I'm talking now specifically about Christians who are connected to good Bible teaching churches, and yet there are many Christians connected to good Christian environments. I'm talking about good local church, and yet they are not walking in the fullness of their covenant. And I think that there's a third factor that will negate the enforcement of your covenant in your life, and that is passivity. Passivity. Now, passivity is the acceptance of what is happening, the acceptance of the diagnosis, the acceptance of the report with no response, inactive response, and no resistance. For example, maybe you were told that you're the condition that you have, you're going to have the rest of your life. We believe in doctors. We thank God for doctors. But when you're told that you're going to be in this condition for the rest of your life, then you have to evaluate whose report are you going to believe? Did God say you have to be in this condition the rest of your life? Did God say you had to die early? Did God's word say it? So the issue is, whose report are you going to believe? Now, sickness. What is sickness? Who's behind it? Well, we've learned so far that sickness is a form of death. It's incipient death. It will lead to death. Satan designed for sickness to lead to death. Secondly, we've discovered that, that sickness is disorder of the structure of the body and is disorder of the function of the body. Well, thirdly, 
What is sickness? Sickness is a form of satanic bondage, a form of satanic bondage. When we go back to this story, the same story about the woman bowed over in Luke chapter 13, and we read the 16th verse in the New Living Translation, we, we, we get some further insight. It says, this dear woman, talking about the woman that was bowed over, this dear woman is a daughter of Abraham, Jesus says, and she has been in bondage for 18 years. Notice, bondage for 18 years. And Jesus said this, isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath day? Isn't it right? The, tra the traditional King James says she ought to be healed. Jesus says that she ought to be healed. She ought to be loose. She was in bondage. Sickness is a form of bondage. Now, God doesn't want us to be in bondage, doesn't want you to be in bondage, because the Bible says in John 8, 32, it says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I believe that truth is going forth right now. I believe that the Spirit of God is speaking truth through me to you. And if that truth, no matter what your situation, no matter what the report is, maybe you were diagnosed as positive. Thank God your negative, your negative uh, exam is on the way. Maybe your body is not functioning properly. Thank God we, we claim in deliverance from that. We claim in wholeness from that. In the name of Jesus, maybe you've gotten a report that you're not going to live long. No, we're going to believe another report that with long life, you're satisfied. So whose report are you going to believe? Now, what is sickness and who's behind it? Well, we know what sickness is. It is a form of death. It is disorder of structure and function. It is satanic bondage. But the Bible also tells us that sickness is satanic oppression. Sickness is satanic oppression. When we look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38 in the New Living Translation, it says, and you know, Verse 38, Acts 10, 38, it says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now listen at that. Listen at that text. That's a, that's a beautiful text. That's a powerful text. It says, And you know, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went about, went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, let's dissect that. This text 
tells us that God anointed Jesus not just with the not just with the Holy Spirit, but the Bible says that God anointed Jesus with healing power. God anointed Jesus with healing power. I believe that there's healing power present today in this podcast lesson. I believe that healing power is flowing through the word. It says that God anointed Jesus with healing power. And after Jesus received this healing power, he went about doing good. He went about doing good healing. He went about doing good healing. The Bible said that Jesus went about doing good healing. That tells us that healing is good. Come on, say that. Healing is good. Come on, say it again. Healing is good. Come on, say it one more time. Healing is good. It's good. Any uh, questions you have, I got my iPad here. You can send your questions, your comments, and we'll get to them at the end of this lesson. I want you to say healing is good. Come on, say it again. Healing is good. Come on, say healing is good. Come on, say healing is good. Come on, speak it out. Healing is good. So if healing is good, then sickness must be bad. Now, we're not talking about the sick person is bad. We're not talking about the person did something bad. We're talking about that condition. From God's perspective, sickness is bad. Healing is good and sickness is bad. The Bible says that Jesus went about, after he received this healing power, he went about doing good and healing all. The Bible says he healed all. That tells us that God wants everyone well. He wants everyone to receive healing. He wants everyone to be in health. He wants everyone to live a long time. So guess what? No matter what's going on in your life right now, God wants you healed. God wants you to walk in health. God wants you to be satisfied with life. In fact, let's let's add our confession. You add your confession. God wants me well. Come on, say that. God wants me well. God wants me to be healed. You may be dealing with sickness right now, but I want you to open your mouth and I want you to say, God wants me to be healed. Come on and receive it now in Jesus' name. God wants me healthy. God wants me to live a long time. Come on, maybe you've received the diagnosis that you have a short period to live, but I want you to say, no, no, I don't receive that report. With long life, I'm going to be satisfied. The Bible says that Jesus, after he received this healing power, he went about doing good, healing all. 
God wants you well. He wants you to be healed. He wants you healthy. He wants you to have a long life. I know what they're talking about. I know what, what the media is saying. I know what the report of the world, the world is talking about viruses and talking about so many people hospitalized and, and talking about the death. But I'm talking life. I'm talking about you being healed. I'm talking about you being healthy. This is God's report. Whose report? Are you going to believe God wants everyone well and no one sick? God wants everyone well and no one to be sick. God wants everyone. That includes you. Come on, say God wants me to be well. God wants everyone to be well and no one to be sick. And then it says, he went about doing good, healing all. I see I have a comment. I see I have a question here. He went about doing good, healing all. Now watch this. Who were oppressed of the devil. So the sicknesses that he was healing, the Bible says, was satanic oppression. And I took up the time to look up that word oppressed. And that word oppressed means to exercise dominion against, to exercise dominion against. So the people that Jesus was healing were oppressed of the devil. The people that Jesus were healing were under an attack of the devil. The people that Jesus were healing, Satan was exercising illegal authority over their lives. And I'm telling you, Satan uses sickness to exercise illegal dominion against you. It is illegal dominion because Jesus has already paid the price for you to be well, for you to be healthy, for you to live a long time. So that sickness, that disease, whatever it may be, is a form of satanic oppression. It is Satan exercising illegal dominion against you. Now, if God, and the last part of that verse says, for God was with him, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And then it says, for God was with him. God was with Jesus, healing the people who were oppressed of the devil. So if God was with Jesus healing the sick, then sickness could not be the will of God because if God caused the sickness and then he anointed Jesus to heal the sickness, then God will be working against himself. 
I'll say that again. If God was with Jesus healing the sick, then sickness could not be the will of uh, a will or part of God's plan. Because if God anointed Jesus to heal the sick and God had put the sickness on the individuals, then God will be working against himself. So let's go back to our questions. What is sickness? Sickness is a form of death, incipient death. What is sickness? Sickness is disorder of structure, disorder of the function of the body, the way God intended for the body to be structured and function. What is sickness? Sickness is satanic bondage. It's a form of imprisonment. What is sickness? Sickness is satanic oppression. So now, biblically, we know what sickness is. Well, who's behind it? Well, we found out in Luke chapter 13, and it, and Jesus, the one that said it, Jesus says Satan had bound this woman for 18 years. And then the Acts, Luke and the Acts of the Apostle say God anointed Jesus and Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So who's behind it? Who's behind sickness? Satan is behind sickness. It's Satan that wants you sick. It's Satan that wants you uh, unhealthy. It's Satan that wants you to die prematurely. So what's left for us to do? What should be the believer's response? We know what sickness is. We know who's behind it. So what should be the believer's response to sickness? What should be your response to sickness? And if you're dealing with any kind of sickness, any kind of illness, I'm talking to you. But if you're walking in health, I'm also talking to you. What is the believer? What does the Bible say concerning the believer's response? Well, in James chapter 4, verse 7, in the traditional King James Version, it says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Thank you. I, I see uh, questions. I, I see comments here. Thank you. Send your questions in now. I'm going to answer your questions at the close of this teaching. The New Living Translation of James 4.7 says, so humble yourselves, humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now you notice there, there are two things 
in juxtaposition in terms of the response of the believer to Satan, demons, or his works, to Satan, sickness, disease, viruses, whatever it may be. The New Living Translation says, humble yourselves unto God. The traditional King James says, submit yourselves to God. Now, that tells me that there will be two views that you're going to have to deal with. You're going to have to deal with the satanic view, which would include man's view of the sickness. And there's God's view of the sickness. Now, what we've done in this time we've shared with you, we've shared God's view. The world's view and Satan's view is, you know, everyone has to have a sick day. The virus is going to hit you soon, so get ready for it. It's probably going to touch everybody's life, you know, and, and you're probably going to die. But you have to decide whose report you're going to believe. In other words, the James 4 tells us first, submit to God. Humble yourself. Humble yourself under what God says. Don't add any buts to it. Don't, don't say, but my situation, but the doctor said, but I've always, but this have running my family. Now, listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. Anytime God says one thing and you add a but or you add a reason why in your case it doesn't apply, that is a form of pride. That's not humility. That's a form of pride. So what God is saying, he says, humble yourselves um, to what God is saying, his revelation. That's, that has to be first and foremost. You being before the word, you melt before the truth of the word. In other words, you don't add any logic, any reasonings to it at all. You hear what God says and you submit to it. You yield to it. And then the Bible says, resist the devil. That would include his works, sickness, disease, viruses, plagues, whatever it may be, malfunctioning bodies. It says, resist the devil, and he or his works will flee from you, will leave you. Now, so the, the believer's response should be submission and resistance. Submission to God and resistance. Now, some people, they flip that over. They're resisting God and submitting to the devil. No, that's backwards. Submit to God, resist the devil. Now, listen at this. The believer is given the responsibility. You have been given the responsibility from God to resist Satan, to resist his works. You have been given that responsibility to resist that condition, 
resist that your body may not functioning properly. Resist that virus, resist that that situation. You have been given the responsibility to resist Satan and his works. Thank you. I see you sending in uh, your questions. That's good. Thank you so very much. We're going to get to them. You have been given the responsibility to resist Satan and his works. Now, listen to me. I'm, I'm nearly about to wrap this up. Listen, the word resist means to stand against, to oppose. In just modern vernacular, it means to say no. I don't accept that. I don't receive that. That's your responsibility. No, I don't receive that. No, it shall not come near me. No, I command you to leave my body. No, body, I command you to work properly. No, I will not accept a condition for the rest of my life. No, I resist this. No, I believe God's report. That's resistance. You're standing up against it. You got to stand up against it. Now, listen at this. Your responsibility is to resist. It's God's power that causes the condition to change. It's God's power that drives Satan's out. It's God's power that drives the sicknesses away. It's not your power. Your responsibility is to not provide the power. Your responsibility is to resist. You resist and God will provide the power because God says he and his works will flee. Now, listen at this. If you don't resist, God's power won't come to bear on that situation. And the sickness, the disease, the condition will remain. You have to resist God's power will come on the scene and then Satan and his works will reforcedly. You must take Jesus name. You must take the blood of Jesus that purchased healing and you must speak to that sickness, speak to that condition and then speak to your body and command your body to function properly, command your body to be whole. As you resist, God's power will become, will come to bear on that situation. And the Bible says, God says, and the devil will flee from you. So if you don't resist, then Satan won't flee. If you don't resist, because the Bible says he'll, he'll flee from you, you. He's going to flee from you. You have to resist. Now, as I close, I'll say three things that I want you to remember. Toleration gives permission. Even if it is a consent of ignorance, toleration gives permission. Say that. Toleration gives permission. Even if it's a consent of ignorance, whatever you tolerate, will be. Here's the second thing. If you don't decide, life will decide for you. If you don't decide, life will decide for you. And I said this in our church services Sunday, 
powerless is powerlessness is a myth. Well, I'm just powerless. I don't have any kind. I just can't help it. No, no, no. Powerlessness is a myth. You can't always control everything that happens to others and everything that happens to you. But you can control your response to it. And God needs your response to cause his power to be released in your life. This is just our first lesson. We're going to continue this next week. But I want to look at some of your questions before I look at some of your questions. I want you to know this, that I am I am beginning a new edition, an added edition of this How to Win podcast on Thursday night at 7 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. That's this Thursday. We're going to add another edition of the How to Win podcast, and we're going to talk on toxic relationships. It's going to be a blessing. But let's look at your questions now. I want to look at your questions. We know we should wear masks, social distance. What should we be doing spiritually in addition to combat these viruses? That's a good question. And I answered it. I answered it. There's a natural side, mass, social distancing, vaccines, medicine, diet, exercise. These are all natural things that we should do. But to answer your question, in addition, we should be adding that spiritual component of hearing God's word, believing God's word, standing, resisting, and believing that you receive. Now, here's what I do. Here's what I do. Because we're in the midst of a pandemic, and every time you turn on the news, they're talking they're talking virus, hospitalizations, they're talking sickness and disease, and they're talking death. And there's nothing wrong with listening to the news and know what's going on. But if that's all you're hearing, then fear will come by what you hear, just like faith will come by what you hear. So what I do, what I do every week, I go to my app, they're healing series on our church app. You can download Faith Chapel app, faithchapel.net. You can download the app. And every week, especially in the beginning of the week, I listen to a healing series. I'm not positive. I'm not uh, positive. I'm not having any sickness. You don't wait until it rains to try to build your house. So every week, since you're in a war, you should listen to something on healing at least once a week, at least once a week. Can you confess the word of healing but not completely believe it? And still be healed. Well, well, you, you've got to believe it. And uh, sometimes you, there's such a thing as grace healing. But here's the beautiful thing about it. If you keep hearing the word, because confession, apart from hearing, you're just talking out your head. What you want to do is build the word on the inside of you, get you some healing. uh, Listen to healing lessons. And I got several healing lessons on on the Faith Chapel app. You can download it free. If you keep hearing on a regular basis, you're going to believe it. 
And then it's going to get down in your heart and then you're going to start say, saying it. And then your saying is going to be flowing out of your heart that's filled with God's word. So listen, you, you can believe it if you keep hearing it. In fact, that's what Satan is doing in the world. He he keeps talking about the virus, 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 sickness, disease, death, hospitalizations, that He keeps talking about it because he knows what you keep hearing, you will eventually believe. So you flip that over. Make sure you're hearing the word. You'll believe it. Then you'll confess it. And then you'll have it. Great question. <clears throat> Pastor, when a pregnant woman is at her five months and she can can get fluids taken from the baby to see if the baby have deformities or problems that will be present after birth, they let you decide whether to abort the baby or keep it. As a Christian, what should the mother do if God don't like sickness? Okay, now, now listen to me carefully. That's a great question. It's not a question that I can specifically answer on what she should do, but I can answer it in a general way, a general way is, listen, sometimes there's an issue of the baby or the mother. You have to decide whether you have the baby or the mother. Well, you know that you know that wouldn't be a hard decision for me to make. You know, it wouldn't be a hard decision for me to make. But the issue is, there's no formula for being led by the Spirit. Every person has to decide what they believe and where they are with God. You understand what I'm saying? It's not a formula like this is what everybody should do. It is. God's will that the baby live, okay? But it's God's will for everybody to live. And yet there are people who die. So we teach this. We teach you be led by the Spirit. You spend time in the Word and you listen to God to know which direction. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. So under this new covenant, there's no law, formula, per se. The Bible says we are to listen to the word and we are to be led by the spirit. And in each scenario, the spirit will quicken to you or speak to you or lead you on what you should do in that scenario, because every scenario is different. It's not like it's one thing fits all. You painted a picture, but that doesn't fit every scenario. So I can't say what every person should do in each situation. I say you have to be led by the Spirit, and those are difficult things. Good good question. I have family and friends that won't get the vaccine. Some say God is going to take care of them. I will die when God is ready for me. Do you think they're right? Listen, here again, here's what I do. Here's what I do. I try to not judge folks' faith, folks' belief, or folks' methods. 
It's not my responsibility to judge whether they're right or they're wrong. The Bible says, according to your faith, be it unto you. I don't know what they're believing. I don't know what God has said to them. And you don't know what God says. So we can't look at a person and say, well, that's wrong because we don't know what God has said to that person. We don't know what God has spoken to them. So I back up and I don't judge. If a person says, I'm not going to take the vaccine, I'm going to believe God or whatever, then listen, I'm, I'm going to believe that you're going to make it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to believe that, but I'm not going to add a judgment to whether a person don't take the vaccine and they're wrong and a person takes the vaccine and they write, no, no, I think we should stay away from those kinds of judgments. Great question. Um, is there power when someone who is a believer is sick gives time to pray for another person who could be sick? Can that lead to healing the believer as well? I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I, I'm getting this question. Is there power when someone who is a believer is sick gives time to pray for another person who could be sick? Can that lead to healing for the believer as well? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. I think it's a great question. Okay, watch this. Watch this. I think yes. I think yes. You know, I think a person who is sick, being challenged, can pray for another person to be healed and it can flow back on them. Remember, remember, uh, I give you two proof text for that. Remember Job, in the book of Job, the Bible says when Job prayed for his friends that God turned his captivity. God prayed for, Job prayed for a sin and God turned his captivity. So that's one proof text, yes. But there's a principle of sowing and reaping. Think about it. The principle of sowing, reaping, giving, shall be given to you, applies not just to money. It applies to ministry. In fact, if if you're being challenged physically, one of the best things you can do apart from believing God for yourself is to pray for somebody else. Pray for somebody else. Because give and it shall be given to you. That is an outstanding question. Never thought about it. But yes, a person who is sick and believing and standing can pray for another sick person and heal and flow back to them. I think that's an outstanding, I think that's an outstanding uh, question. Uh, I know that we're to submit to God and resist the devil. Will there ever come a time when Satan cannot illegally impose sickness on the believer? Now, listen at this. I think what you're saying is I know we can resist the sickness and we can submit to God. You're asking, is there a time when Satan cannot legally impose sickness on the believer? Now, listen at this. Listen at this. Satan never has the right to impose sickness on the believer. Never has a right. I think you're talking about is health better than healing? Yes, health is always better than healing. Yes, I think you should be believing for health, period. In fact, what I'm teaching is not just to get people well. I think the well should be listening to these teachings because God wants you to walk in divine health. But listen, 
Satan never has the right to put sickness on anybody. Satan cannot legally enforce sickness on a righteous person because Jesus paid for the sin. It was the sin that opened the door for sickness to come. Jesus paid the price for the sin, and that price was paid. Therefore, Satan doesn't have the legal right to put sickness on a person. Doesn't have a legal right. So the answer to that is, what if you think you're resisting the devil and it seems like the devil isn't fleeing? Okay, now we're into an issue of timing. We're into an issue of, of sight. No, you're into sight. Okay, I'm going to resist and I'm going to look and see. No, you resist and believe. You resist and believe. Usually, usually healing for many people is a process. It begins the moment you say it. And I believe saying can, can leave immediately. But I think what hinders us sometimes is we resist and then we're looking at our body. We resist and then we're feeling. We resist. So we go from faith to feelings. We go from faith to sight. No, the Bible says he will flee. And we're going to believe for that. We're going to believe for him to flee. And we're not going to make an excuse. Well, he's not leaving. No, you're walking by sight. The scripture says by his stripes, you were healed. You're really not in faith when you say he's not leaving. You're really not in faith because the Bible says by Jesus stripes, you were healed. Now, you've got to bring your agreement into that before that can work. If you're looking to see and feeling to see, you're not, you're not, you're not in faith. Agree with God, regardless to what the symptoms say. Agree with God, and you'll get your you'll get your manifestation. What are some ways we can cover our loved ones in time of sickness? The way we cover them is by prayer. The way we cover them by encouraging them to listen to these podcasts. They can listen to these podcasts. They can uh, download the app, the way you cover them is by helping them to get the word into them. Because see, faith comes by hearing the word. It doesn't come by just praying for folk. You got to get the word to them. That's how you help them. Uh, Where does prayer fit in the resistance process? And I think I answered that question. I think I answered that question. Uh, Once you pray, and believe you receive, that should sell it. You shouldn't keep praying over and over and over again. That's intercession. You pray over and over again when you're interceding for somebody else. But when you're standing, Mark 11, 24 says, believe you receive and you shall have it. Believe you receive and you shall have it. Listen, you gave outstanding questions our Thursday, listen, I told you we got a Thursday edition. We're going to come right back here Tuesday, and we're going to be talking about healing uh, next Tuesday at our regular time. But we have a new edition of the uh, How to Win podcast. That's on Thursday night on Facebook at 7 to 7.30. It's just going to be just 30 minutes because I know you got school, you got work. It's going to be just 30 minutes. I want you to tune in on Facebook at 7 p.m. and it's going to last just 30 minutes. 
30 minutes. Thank you so very much for uh, tuning in today. We love you, and I trust that you are blessed. Share this with somebody else. We'll see you next time.